0: Good risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw and this is Hash It Out. Happy Tuesday. Yesterday, a listener wrote in about the grief she is feeling following the end of a relationship. So this week, we're going to focus on how grief can show up for people following heartbreak. Let's start by looking at some research on the realities of love and heartache. Researcher Helen Fisher did some MRI imaging of men and women's brains who had just fallen madly in love. What the testing showed was that when people are in love and thinking about their loved one, the brain produces the stimulant dopamine. It sends this dopamine to areas of the brain that control arousal, focus, and motivation. You can understand then why romantic love is such a driving force you're literally motivated by your internal workings to chase it. Because of this, when we lose that person who was once the source of our dopamine hits, our brain and body literally respond by wanting to find a way to continue to pursue it. Because of this, it's very normal for people to experience at least a part of themselves that lives within some state of denial. In fact, psychiatrists have broken the phases of a breakup into two parts. The first is called protest, and that's followed by something called resignation and despair. The protest phase is essentially a phase of denial. During the phase, people agonize over what went wrong. They try to think of how they might win their partner back. They talk about how they believe that their partner will regret what they did and come back to them. They might call or text, begging, bargaining, and attempting to convince. There are, of course, degrees to this, and some people do it less, and some people do it a lot more. Psychiatrists at the University of California have a theory for why this happens. It's evolutionary. People reject being rejected. There's a good reason for that. We are wired to connect. It's a survival mechanism. If we don't have a village, then we won't survive. So when social ties are ruptured, your brain is going to react to keep you safe. It does this by releasing dopamine again, just like it did when you first fell in love. And so you start to focus, feel motivated, feel driven back towards your attachment figure. In an evolutionary sense, you might be screaming out for a mother who just left you alone in the woods. But with romantic love, you're texting your ex 50 times in a row saying, come back to me, please. Our friends and families can play into this denial too, They might say things like, I'm sure they don't really mean this, they just need some time to think about it. Or I bet they'll come back after they realize what they've lost. While in evolutionary terms, it's completely understandable that you would be hyper focused on what to do to fix the relationship, so that you're not left behind. You're going to want to be mindful of how this is impacting your life. And even the life of your ex, and I know that's really hard to think about or maybe to even care about. But if denial and protest aren't responded to constructively, you might get stuck in loops that are detrimental for you and ultimately violating your ex. One skill you can utilize to get out of the loop is called reality checking. A suggestion for navigating this is to catch yourself when you partake in fantasy thinking. When you notice yourself thinking, they're gonna come back, try to counter that with something you truly know. You might say something like, I wish they would come back. That's factual, right? You do wish they would come back. And I know that they said the relationship is over. Right now, I don't know what they are doing or how they feel. So that is what it sounds like to counter something with something that you actually know, with the reality. When your friends and family play into the denial, ask them to stop. Let them know you know that they have good intentions, but that right now you need to stick to the facts. Your ex has said the relationship is over, and that it's important for you to learn how to navigate life with that information. Make sure to tune in tomorrow as I explore another common experience to a breakup, anger and rage. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me at Liz Listens on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.